Welcome to The Sunday Soother, a podcast, newsletter, and community about authentic living and compassionate personal development. I'm your host, Katherine Andrews, a life coach, online teacher, and writer focused on self-reflection, mindfulness, and how to create meaning in our everyday lives in practical ways. Join me weekly for conversations about personal growth, spirituality, self-discovery, and self-care, and how we can navigate this messy world with hope and humanity. Hey, everybody, it's Catherine, and welcome back to The Sunday Soother. Um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit today about a concept I wrote about recently on The Sunday Soother, ownership versus stewardship. And I wanted to talk to you about it in the lens of self-improvement, personal growth, um, your own self-work, whatever you're doing to try and try and kind of like grow as a person. Um, and I wanted to talk about it in the context specifically with my mastermind, Soothe, which closes very soon for enrollment. And there are a few spots left. We close on December 22nd and we start the first week of January. Soothe is a mix of a curriculum I've developed to help highly sensitive people better understand themselves, ground themselves, learn to thrive as a highly sensitive person, which can be very difficult to do in this particular world that we live in. Um, and a mixture of uh, small groups. So you're placed in a group of four to six other women throughout the year. You're meeting twice a month. And you also have the option to do one-on-ones with me monthly. Um, so if you're interested in that, you do have to book a discovery call in order to uh, move forward with Suze just to see if it feels like a fit for you and for me to learn a little bit more about you. And the link to do that is in the show notes. I should say I don't... I never know what I'm going to do <laughs> year to year in my work. So I don't plan most likely on running Soothe again. Um, it may evolve. It may, it may stay around in some sort of form. Maybe it'll come back in a few years. Um, but I'm feeling as if this is the last time that I'll run it in this form anyways. So I know a lot of people are like, oh, okay, well, I'll just wait till next year, whether it's my programs or other things in life. Um, and I just want to alert you that I'm thinking about doing that. And um, yeah, so if if Sooth has really been calling you, this is your time to do it. Um, so I wanted to talk about the concept of stewardship versus ownership, which is what I wrote about in the Sunday Soother this past week, uh, because I just purchased a home that I moved into and am thinking about ownership as a term that I find difficult to work with because it implies domination um, and hierarchy. And I, I do have always found it insane that anybody thinks they can own land, for example, um, or that you can, and obviously we come from a country where we were, and other, you know, societies and countries have had this too, where there was ownership of people. Um, and I think our involvement with and concept of, of ownership is a really destructive one. Um, whether it's a house, which legally, according to, you know, like societal concepts, like you can own property, you can own a car. I'm sitting right now in my car that I own, that I've paid money for. Um, you can own furniture. You can own clothes. You can own material objects. But I have never set well with the concept of ownership. Um, to me, there is something just so, frankly, kind of gross about it. Um, and I, I, it's always felt that way to me. It's not something I've ever really thought about consciously until recently. And I wanted to explore the concept of ownership today versus stewardship. So if you read the Sunday Seether essay, you know that I talked about how I believe myself not to be necessarily the owner of the house and land, which 
illegally I, I purchased and paid money for and with all the legal documents I do own this house and land in the way that our society talks about ownership. But I talked about myself as the steward instead of this land. And I wanted you to consider this as we think about our own growth. Um, so when I see women considering soothe or working with me or generally life coaching or therapy or whatever other self-improvement stuff you're kind of thinking about, I most often see people come into that kind of work with the energy of like, please give me some tips and tricks so I can do better, do more, be more efficient, be more productive, fit myself into the society and sort of just like feel generally better. Um, so it's not wrong you know, any of these things individually is not wrong. It's not wrong to want to feel better or be able to feel more capable or whatever. But the premise of that energy is that something is wrong with you and you have to fix yourself in order to fit into a particular mold or situation. Um, you know, the example is like people think they need to fix themselves in order to do more at work or they need to fix themselves in order to be able to date, um, or they need to be, you know, more efficient so that they can accomplish more in any given day and they're feeling like that they shouldn't be burned out or they shouldn't be so tired or they should be able to handle more. And so for me, this is the energy of fixing, right? And the energy of ownership. You're looking at yourself as like an inadequate property that needs to be fixed up. Um, and what I invite you to do, and this is what I do my best to teach and soothe, is to think of yourself as steward stewarding yourself uh, through life instead. And this starts more from the concept that nothing was ever broken with you. If you're feeling exhausted or tired or whatever sorts of experiences you're having, considering that this is because we live in a very destructive society that is unhealthy for almost everybody. I always think of this New Yorker cartoon um, that is a picture of a, a koala, like trembling and wide-eyed and basically looking extremely freaked out and grabbing to a tree in a forest that's been burned down. And so all the trees are kind of like smoking husks and the koala looks like unwell. <laughs> And next to the koala are like two doctors or scientists. And one of them is saying to the other, oh, I think this koala has a mental health problem. <laughs> and the koala does not have a mental health problem. The koala is freaking out and losing it and unwell because its environment has been destroyed. And so when we think about the concept of stewardship, I want you to understand that the things that you're struggling with are not because you are inherently flawed. It's because we live under destructive systems of oppression and extraction, you know, and that's another element of ownership, which is that we need to extract as much as possible from what are truly limited resources. Land has limited resources, but so do we as people. And so when you're coming to self-improvement or self-growth, and even the term self-improvement, right? I, I need to think of a better term, um, personal growth, whatever resonates for you. When you're coming to that from the energy of ownership, it's about improvement. It's about efficiency. It's about extraction. Um, it's about doing more, endlessly doing more. And instead, when you start to come to yourself um, from the energy of stewardship, you're coming to yourself from the energy of like, what is here? What is true about what is here? Why is what's already here perfect? And how can I tend to it and care for it and nurture it and help it grow to its highest, highest potential? 
And again, as I wrote in the Sunday Soother newsletter, the best metaphor that I have for this is the best metaphor that I usually have for anything is nature. Um, what I want you to think of is what kind of piece of land are you, right? Like, I believe that the, the term of stewardship originates around ecological stewardship and land stewardship. Um, and when we're given a piece of land, I mean, to be honest, when how our society works when we're given a piece of land, instead of seeing what's there and nurturing it to its highest potential, I think the capitalistic view of it is like, how can we get the most out of this land? How can we extract from this land? How can we raise this land? How can we build strip malls on this land? How can we, you know, abuse and use and frack this land? Um, and so it is from the property, from the perspective of like, how can we change this land to extract from it? But what if instead we looked at a piece of land and decided to steward it exactly as it was? Like, what if that piece of land was just never broken? And this is where why I think nature metaphors are so important in self-growth as a highly sensitive person, because we can inherently look at nature and understand that it's absolutely perfect exactly as it is. Um we struggle to do the same with ourselves, even though we are nature and we are of nature. So when you look at a piece of land, you can understand inherently it, it is meant to be as it is. There is no flaw in its design because that's the way nature designed to be that part of land. Of course, like when humans and other things get into the mix and we bring capitalistic approaches to land management, then we can mess the land up and we can get uh, invasive species or overgrowth or destruction of wildlife habitats, right? But Land in its purest, you know, form is, is beautiful as it is, no matter what it is. Now, there are pieces of land that are what our particular society would consider, like, quote-unquote, perfect. Um, and those pieces of land might look aesthetically pleasing in a particular way, or they might produce food, right? But what about the pieces of land that have features that are a little bit more complicated, Um they are fallow. They don't grow food. Maybe they were never meant to grow food. Um, they are tangled uh, groves of trees that aren't you know, beautiful gardens of flowers, right? Um, they're swampy or they're rocky, right? But these pieces of land, even if they don't fit into what our society deems acceptable or beautiful or productive, they're still pieces of land and they're still perfect just as they are. And that's the truth for us too. So when you're coming at your own self-growth from an energy of stewardship instead of ownership, what I want to offer to you is what if you stewarded yourself as you were rather than trying to dominate yourself into making yourself more palatable, more efficient, more more beautiful, but beauty meaning societal standards of you know, a particular type of body or a particular type of face or hair. What if you decided you were wonderful just as is and the work was to instead steward what was already there instead of trying to improve it away into something completely different that it was never meant to be? And so it's with this concept of stewardship that I invite you into Soothe. So, you know, I do think some women, especially last year, came into Soothe and they were like, okay, yeah, this is the program. I'm going to, I'm going to learn all the tools. I'm going to like fix all the things about me. I'm going to like do so much better in my job. I'm going to like get a raise and I'm going to do all these things. <clears throat> and they left and they were like, oh, 
<laughs> like that was never what I wanted in the first place. Soothe was not about a program to fix me and to make me more efficient and to help me like crush my goals. Um, Soothe is about coming into stewardship of self and realizing that I am whole and perfect. And it's giving me the tools to help me thrive and feel good as a highly sensitive person. Um, but it's more about the tools are, are there to help nourish what is already inherent and beautiful in me instead of trying to change me into something else. And so if you're thinking about Soothe, I wanted you to understand that perspective for one. You know, we do go through a lot of tools. Like you do create a beautiful toolbox by the end of Soothe of tools for nervous system regulation, um, inner child work, mindset work, emotional regulation. So you do have those things that you can then turn to at the end of the year as tools to help you navigate life. But they aren't tools that will help you like raise your inherent self and clear the land and then turn you and what you are is perhaps, you know, uh, a beautiful meadow um, that's just meant to be a meadow. And it's instead you're trying to like raise yourself and turn yourself into a piece of farmland that grows you know, enormous amounts of corn. <laughs> so, so the tools and soothe are about tending what is already in you, not about improving something you think you should be. So whether or not you enroll in soothe, I hope you'll consider this element of ownership versus stewardship in your life. Um, what are you inherently, right? A lot of us are trying to bleach away our most distinguishable features because we've been shamed about them or told that they're inappropriate or that they should be different. We're trying to bleach away our deep feeling, our deep emotions, um, our imaginations, our desires, our sensitivities. And what instead if we use tools to nurture and sustain those inherent features of ourselves to the highest potential? What if we embraced our sensitivity or our moodiness or, you know, for example, I consider myself pretty emo person. <laughs> like I'm always, I, I feel like there's this Taylor Swift quote I saw somewhere where she's like, I'm always about half a step away from crying. And I'm like, oh, me too, Taylor. <laughs> but I embrace that for myself instead of repressing that element of emotionality, right? So what can you embrace about yourself is the question I'll leave you with today that's already perfect. What is the future you need to nurture and sustain and develop rather than try to raise or bleach or eliminate? And what if you approached yourself as land to be stewarded and tended to and nourished rather than owned and dominated and cleared and made to be farmland or a strip mall? What if that? And that's what I want you to think about today. And I hope that's a useful prompt. I hope you'll consider Soothe. If it's feeling like the right fit for you, you can always DM me on Instagram or email me, Catherine at CatherineDAndrews.com if you have any questions and I'd love to hear from you. Have a beautiful week ahead. That's it for this week's Sunday Soother. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have a moment, go on over to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. That's how other people find this podcast and the message of hope and compassionate personal growth I'm hoping to spread to many more people just like you. You can find me on Instagram at Katherine Andrews and find out more about The Sunday Soother at thesundaysoother.com. You can also check out my services, courses, and coaching at katherinedandrews.com. Have a great day ahead.